0: Welcome to the Psych Central Podcast, where each episode features guest experts discussing psychology and mental health in everyday, plain language. Here's your host, Gabe Howard.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Podcast. I am here with Rachel Starr Withers. She describes herself as a schizo-stunt girl, and I'm going to let her explain what that means. Rachel, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, what's up, Gabe? Welcome back. I've actually been here before, if you recall, a few years ago.
1: That is true. Do you remember being here before?
2: It was such an intense time. I think I might have blocked it out. Just all the excitement. It might have been overwhelming to me.
1: I, I completely understand that. So let's explain what... Schizo stunt girl means
2: well. I am a schizophrenic, so that is the first part of it. And the stunt girl is I like to do crazy stunts when I was uh, younger. Lord, I'm so old. When I was <laughs> younger, in my like early twenties, I uh, there used to be an internet show called Homestar Runner, and Wild Boys, which was a spinoff of Jackass, was on TV. And they did stupid stunts. And then there was this like new thing, like internet entertainment was really new. And I was like, what if somebody did stupid stunts, but on an internet show, bam. And I became stunt girl and have pretty much since then been doing crazy stuff. I, uh, topless skydye, bikini paintball, uh, wrestle alligators. It was very humane for those who just like had a heart attack about animal stuff. Like it's actually at a rescue center. It wasn't just a circus thing. I get a lot of feedback about that. Uh, but yeah, just like pretty much crazy things. And I'm really big into fire, setting myself on fire, blowing fireballs, pretty much anything I could find to do with fire.
1: So you sort of helped pioneer the the fail movement. I, I think a lot of people are familiar with these these stunts on the internet, like fail blog, yes. except the fail blog is they did it accidentally. And, and you're more on purpose. Did they? Did they? <laughs> But you know you you say that you like doing crazy things and you put it on the internet, but that's not the the whole story because you've also been in Marvel movies. You're an actual Hollywood stunt woman.
2: I try to be. Uh, I have all the training and those jobs are just so hard to get. And you would think they would be impressed by alligator wrestling on your resume? They are not.
1: I mean, I'm well, impressed you were by in it. Black Panther. You were literally in Black Panther. Yes, I got exploded. You got exploded yes. in Black Panther. And you can see your face. It is Like, if so you actually go to the movie, you're on screen for like three seconds.
2: It is a very long few seconds of my life as I'm making a weird stank face. I don't know, guys. I don't know. If you watch it, <laughs> it's very easy to pick me out. I'm the one making this horrible stank face for a disturbingly <laughs> long amount of time staring at the main characters. And then there's an explosion.
1: I, I think this is a, an absolutely fascinating, you know, psychological yes. trick that we do because before you were in Black Panther, you were probably like, oh man, I would do anything to be in Black Panther. And now that you were in the movie, you were like, oh, stank face is not good at all. I
2: mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I got it. But you have to, when like that came out, I mean, everyone saw that movie, everybody. And I'm getting these texts from people I haven't talked to in like six years being like, oh my God, Rachel, there's someone in Black Panther who looks just like you. And I'm like, hurtful. Because I think I look terrible. And so you haven't seen me in all these years, but you recognize me in this. I'm like, so, so hurtful. That is how I apparently looked in five years ago and still look.
1: It's well, yeah, rough on the self-esteem. I'm just going to focus on you being in a Marvel movie. Okay. But the, the, the question that I have is, you do live with schizophrenia and you live publicly. Yes. You know, this, is, this isn't this is a secret. You have a very popular YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube.com slash Rachel Starr Live, where not only do you put the stunt work, but you also make videos about your journey and living with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So this is not a secret. Everybody knows Rachel Starr lives with schizophrenia. Yes. And also everybody knows that Rachel Starr likes to set herself on fire and wrestle alligators. I would hope so do you have a problem getting jobs because of this are, are people worried about hiring somebody with schizophrenia to do a job that really is dangerous I, I know that there's safety you know there, there's safety precautions and things in place but I, I don't think anybody would deny that being a stunt person is a dangerous job do, do people who hire do they have a problem with that or are they worried about the schizophrenia dangerous connection
2: I am very careful to keep like certain parts more professional than others so when i am at a situation where i have to apply i have to send in a resume yes if they google me it'll be like probably the first thing that comes up and i understand that but it's definitely not like on the top of my resume when i am you know submitting to get exploded and to (laughs) be set on fire by other people because they don't want you know insurance purposes someone who really doesn't know what they're doing However, um, when it comes to my own stuff, whenever somebody comes to me and says, Rachel, we want you to create content for us. I'm very upfront about it. And you're asking for me, you're going to get me. I'm not going to yeah, sugarcoat anything.
1: If you can sort of go further on this, because you're very aware of the stigma of living with schizophrenia, because like you said, when, when you apply for a job, while well, you're not hiding it, you're, you're not volunteering it. And we have other examples of this in society. You know, I'm sure that women don't volunteer if they have children or if they're pregnant or if they want to get pregnant. So it's not unheard of to not volunteer information that you think might keep you from getting a job. But this is kind of a personal one, right? I mean, you're very open about living with schizophrenia. So, I mean, could you just talk about that a little bit? Because it just it seems very meaningful that you have to do this. Do you wrestle with it? And is it harder to wrestle with that than alligators? You know,
2: uh, the alligators are kind of (laughs) scary. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, I was shaking. And that's how you know I'm scared is if you see me shaking and you really don't want to shake trying to wrestle alligators. Your hands are very important. Like they were like, (laughs) whoa, step back. We're kind of afraid you're going to lose your hands if you don't get under control. And I'm like, no, I'm good. But as far as wrestling stigma, when I first found out I had schizophrenia, I thought pretty much like, Most people think, oh my gosh, I don't know what this is. I don't want anybody to know. I was ashamed. I didn't know how to tell my family. I didn't even want my little brother to know. I just was trying to keep everything need to know basis with a few people. And I felt so alone rewind back to like 14 years ago, there was not as much stuff on the internet as there is today. You know, you didn't have all these YouTubers. You didn't have just normal people talking about it. If you looked up schizophrenia, you had um, references to old movies, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, that kind of thing, and like these cold medical articles. You didn't have anything real and reassuring. And it kind of got to the point that I was like, I don't want other people to feel like I do because there have to be other people that are finding out they have schizophrenia, going on the internet and being like, oh, wow, I'm alone. But here I am alone over here also. So let me make a video. So I started with normal living with schizophrenia. And I was like, I don't know if anybody is going to see this thing. And looking back now on it, I cringe so, so much. I cannot stand myself in it. <gasps> I'm like I'm like, oh my God, you're so dramatic, Rachel. Like, you don't even know how bad it's about to get. <laughs> that was nothing back then. Come on.
1: Uh, And you started this how many years ago? 14 years ago. 14 years ago. And I believe at one point, and you got an email from a university that said that you had maybe created, do you you know what I'm talking about? Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, So that started with that first video. And I just kind of started making more, documenting me, my schizophrenia. And I talked about hallucinations, delusions, and I just kind of kept this going and I actually started getting these messages from college students. And they were saying, hey, we're studying you in class. And for extra credit, I thought I'd reach out to you and interview you myself. And I'm like, what? Like, I had no... Like, that's really freaky, especially if you're schizophrenic. To be told, hey, there's people studying you that you don't know about. There's a class. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, so it was a little unnerving at first. Um, also kind of cool. And I reached out and <laughs> to the professor. I was like, hey, so... Heard. And then I get like messages from Cambridge, Harvard, like all these other schools that pretty much were doing the exact same thing. And what I had done, not even realizing it, is I'd created one of like the longest video documentations of a schizophrenic. Like they had tons of documentations of them, but not to this uh, in depth. And I had just done that documenting my own life, not realizing like, oh, this hasn't really been done before because no one had access to cameras like we do now in this age. So here I have, yeah, you can like watch me, I don't want to say grow as a little schizophrenic, but you definitely, (laughs) yeah, you see like me go through, you know, things and where now I'm like so confident. And in the beginning, you know, I'm like, you know, on the edge of tears over the littlest thing, you know, the littlest horrible hallucination where now I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm used to that. I see, you know, demons all the time. They're chilling.
1: (laughs) But that's kind of an interesting thing that you brought up, you know, 14 years ago, you probably didn't understand it very well. And the 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 viewer who's watching this kind of grows with you. So my question is, is what was the difference between the hallucinations that you experienced 14 years ago and uh, any symptoms or hallucinations that you may experience today? I mean, what can you kind of walk us through, you know, so we don't have to watch 14 years worth of videos. Can Can you give us the Reader's Digest slash Buzzfeed version of that?
2: I think the 14 years of videos is incredible for anyone to watch. Just kidding. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, we're busy. Get, we're yeah, busy, get the top Rachel. Views one. Get the top rated, not top, <laughs> top rated. You're like, oh, okay. Let's just get the, the quick version. When I look back, I definitely, I mean, it's not that my hallucinations have ever lessened. I would say I am way worse. Not way worse as in sick. Way worse is I have a lot more symptoms of schizophrenia now than I did even five years ago. And it's one thing that you always hear people kind of say, and I know they mean well, but, oh, you're gonna get better. Things get better. And the truth is for me, if you look back over my videos, they have not. (laughs) Things have gotten so much worse. But I've gotten stronger. And the stuff that, like, used to bother me couple of years ago are nothing today. You know, I had all of this bad stuff happening. You know, I was terrified out of my mind of these monsters. I couldn't sleep at night with the lights off. And now, I mean, I see them all the time and they don't bother me because I'm used to them. So it's one thing I always try and push that if you're out there, I cannot promise you that things will get better. And honestly, I don't think they will. (laughs) But what happens is you get stronger and that's the most incredible thing ever, and I think it's way better than your stuff going away to be able to look and be like, "Ah, oh, that's nothing." And when you get to that point, that's when you can actually start to help
1: others to clarify a little bit you're You're not saying that your life doesn't get better. you're saying that your symptoms stayed relatively the same, but you got better at managing them and handling them mm-hmm. and and working around them so that you could lead the best life mm-hmm. possible. So while the symptoms may not have improved, and again, everybody's results may vary.
2: (laughs) Mine have kind of, I mean, it's not like I've been on just a constant line of the same, you know, they've spiked. I've gotten at points where I don't have thought, hey, I'm cured. I don't have any schizophrenia. And then I'll go off my meds. And that is wrong. That is, (laughs) we learn very quickly. No, Rachel, you just kind of were very happy and very good on meds for a little bit there.
1: Don't do that, kids. Um, Not a good idea. But we'll be right back after these words from our sponsor.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com.
1: we're back talking with Rachel Star Withers. It's fascinating to listen to you discuss schizophrenia because I, I I think a lot of people they they really have this this very very narrow stereotype of schizophrenia, and one of the largest stereotypes in schizophrenia is the the rocking back and forth, the the drooling, the shaking legs.
2: I say as my knee is like shaking out of control as we're sitting here, yeah.
1: <laughs> But I've come to understand that, that some of those stereotypical symptoms that we all think of that have to do with schizophrenia are actually part of the treatment uh, of schizophrenia. And you did a really cool video on that and kind of explain it. Can, can you explain that for us now?
2: Yes, especially when it comes to the shaking. So one of the side effects of many mental health medications is tardive dyskinesia, which is basically a um, drug-induced form of Parkinson's. And now they have medicines you can actually take to um, control the tardive gistinesia that's been caused by the other medication. And it's just like, oh, great. Um, and just because you take medication does not mean that you'll start shaking. So please do not think it's just a random side effect that, yes, some people get from different mental health uh, medications.
1: And the newer medications don't have this particular it's, side effect. This yeah, is, this is older medication. So yeah, if you're using they, the older. They've learned a lot. They've, mm-hmm. they've made it safer.
2: But yeah, is you just kind of shake and sometimes it's pretty bad and other times I'm like not shaking at all, but it'll get to the point where I'm like out with friends and because I'm like at a restaurant, I'm using their silverware. Um, I have a hard time holding the silverware. And whereas I'm at home, I have like forks and stuff with big handles and you're like, Rachel, just bring your own forks to restaurants. That is the goal, but I never remember. (laughs) Everyone's just like, well, it's such an easy cure. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know. (laughs) But you try and remember these forks. Um, it's actually harder than you think, and then you're like pulling knives out your bag, and people are like okay
1: <laughs> i I love your sense of 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 humor uh, I, about this because often when we talk about schizophrenia we we talk about it in the the scariest of terms the the most medical of terms, and i I think we do realize that you know having serious and persistent mental illness or just being sick in general is not a happy time. How do you put those those two things together? Because I have to imagine that you don't want to have schizophrenia, but you also don't want to have a bad life. You you want to be happy and jovial, and and you also want to inspire hope in others. But that's kind of a tall order. Hey, be happy about living with schizophrenia it seems like a ridiculous thing to say, but essentially that is what your advocacy is doing. Can, can you talk about that a
2: little bit? Yes, and I get messages from people that are very angry. and. A lot of them, it's just they're very hurt because they've lost someone in their life who had schizophrenia due to suicide or kind of situations around. And they're like, how can you make these videos? You make light of this. This isn't a joking matter. And I, on one side, I agree with them, you know, and I understand that pain. I have, I constantly deal with, you know, urges to hurt and kill myself my whole life. They've gotten a little less, but it's always like something sitting there in the back of my mind. However, I can't change this. I can do my best to manage it. I can take medication. I go to therapy. But at the end of the day, there is no cure for schizophrenia. I've had it since I was like a little baby. Um, I assume so, at least. Since I was like talking, I was talking to nothingness. So we know from that point on. But I assume little baby Rachel was tripping when it popped out. Um, <laughs> but... I can't change this. So my options then in life are to pretty much give up and just be sad and depressed. Like, well, I have this horrible mental illness. Man, I just really got to go sit in the corner and give up on life because, yeah, it sucks to be me. Or I can look at it and think, okay, this is what it is. Let's go. Let's go do what I want to do. And yeah, I'm going to have to make adjustments, but that's okay. And for me, I I like the, the second of those two options. Honestly, throughout my life, yes, I have chose the first one sometimes where I'm just overwhelmed and I'm just like, I just want to give up. Suicide attempts, things like that. Like, no, it has absolutely happened that I did not see any light and it was all darkness and I'm lucky that I have a very strong support system and different things that have helped me through those times. So it's also not just one or the other. But my media, I try to keep upbeat. And if you Google schizophrenia right now, you're going to get a lot of not upbeat stuff. You know, if you do schizophrenia facts, you're going to hear about the homeless rate, the suicide rates, like all these really depressing mortality rates of schizophrenics. And I was like, I don't want other people to just find that. So I did this one video, fun facts about schizophrenia, and which I just thought were fascinating about how the brain works and how um, people, with mental disorders, brains work differently than the norm. And I was like, these kind of cool, but rather useless superpowers that we have. Um, I was like, yes, I knew I was an X Men, the one they leave back at the um, command center because they cannot help in any way. You know, you're you're stuck there with Jubilee, and you're like, oh my god, you're the babysitter of all the useless X Men. But I was like, yes, I totally have superpowers. This is so cool.
1: I completely understand what you're saying. You're 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 right. There's there's no shortage of uh, of hopeless, scary. No information and and that information has a lot of value you're you're not you're not trying to erase that from the internet you're just trying to balance out the conversation Mm -hmm. i
2: want people to not just feel okay i got this diagnosis of schizophrenia and all hope is lost i just i don't want that i want you to be able to be like oh okay here's one person that no they're not perfect i definitely document me being very depressed and things like that but you have all these videos of her and she's able to keep going. And that's not like a gold star on my head because I even have to look at other people's videos. I have to look at other people's um, writings and stuff when I get down. And I think as a collective
1: community though, that
2: helps all of us keep going.
1: I really, really like that. That's really, really awesome. You have recently launched a podcast here on Psych Central. It's bonus content for Psych Central podcast fans. It's called Inside Schizophrenia. You might hear a familiar voice on there because I help. But tell us about that. What is Inside Schizophrenia?
2: Inside Schizophrenia. So it's a podcast similar to this one, except way cooler because it's all me. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, it's really interesting. And it was an exciting project for me to get to do because we have about 45 minutes to really delve into some kind of hot-button subjects on schizophrenia, some that I haven't been able to hit on because my videos are much shorter and upbeat, but to be able to actually have a discussion, you know, between me and Gabe to bring in experts about, you know, looking at some of the I don't want to say darker sides, but the realities. So for instance, violets and schizophrenia, dealing with hallucinations, the caregivers that are involved sometimes when yeah, if you can't take care of yourself. So kind of like those areas that are not fun to talk about, being able to kind of look in and say, okay, what is the reality here? What goes on behind the scenes? You know, whereas if someone has, I have a brother, I have a son, I have a sister, I have a close friend that I'm finding out has schizophrenia what can I really do to help? What can I like really dig in there and, you know, do and learn about this disorder? And for people, I've been learning so much, me just doing the podcast it blows my mind. And to learn things about like my mental disorder I didn't know really helps me manage because I'm just like, oh, wow, that's really cool. More useless, but cool superpowers.
1: The first episode is out now, and it's called "What Is Schizophrenia." And it it certainly contains, you know, facts about schizophrenia, the definition of schizophrenia, your lived experience, Rachel, with schizophrenia, some personal stories, and then of course it also has Dr. Ali Matu from the Psych Show, a popular YouTube channel, and he is a, a researcher from Columbia University, and he gives us all of the medical yes. facts. So at, at the end of the show, like you said, it's it's a pretty good deep yes. dive into. All facets of what is schizophrenia, not just like, you know, a paragraph on Google where it's like, oh, you know, everything yeah. now. And it's
2: not just me talking. It's, yeah, kind of going into exploring different things that lots of with schizophrenia have.
1: You know, sometimes people hear about podcasts that are deep dives and they think, oh, you know, it's an educational show, so it's really, really heavy on facts and I'm going to be bored uh, but then some people hear, "Oh, it's an entertaining show," so they think, "Oh, it's it's fake news. It it has no relevance. It's just somebody rambling on about their personal experience." How does this show sort of bridge those two gaps? Well,
2: I don't do well being serious for more than about a minute at a time, and then I have to like break it up, and then I can go back to serious. So, um, I always like to think it's I'm teaching you things, but it's fun. <laughs> So kind of like an after-school special. Like, that's just how you can consider this. Like, hey, I want to learn something, but I don't just want to listen to some person talk for the next hour. And you want to get involved and have a good time. That's where I am. And then, bam, look at that. You learned all this stuff you didn't know.
1: That's very, very cool. When I was in school, I had a science teacher that said, pay attention and you might accidentally learn something. Uh, I I think that if you uh, listen to the show, you will absolutely learn something Uh, And whether it's an accident or not is really up to the listener. Thank you, Rachel, very much for being on the show. And thank all of you for tuning in. Remember, wherever you downloaded this podcast, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or otherwise, give us as many stars as humanly possible. Use your words and write us a review. Share us on social media. Email us to your friends. We're trying to get a giant advertising budget. But until we are in a Marvel movie... We're just stuck where we are. And also, remember, you can get one week of free, convenient, affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere, just by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Psych We'll see everybody next week.
0: You've been listening to the Psych Central podcast. Previous episodes can be found at PsychCentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. To learn more about our host, Gabe Howard, please visit his website at GabeHoward.com. PsychCentral.com is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website run by mental health professionals. Overseen by Dr. John Grohall, PsychCentral.com offers trusted resources and quizzes to help answer your questions about mental health, personality, psychotherapy, and more. Please visit us today at PsychCentral.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email show at PsychCentral.com. Thank you for listening, and please share widely.